Okay, hello Wigs and Snatchets and welcome back to another episode of the Snatch Podcast. You are here with your lovely host, Ewart, the Dark Lord of Northwest and the Prince of NW10 himself. Um, and I'm joined by my Cody Khaleesi of Mitchum, the mother of Jalof. <laughs> mother of Jalof, yeah. Mother of Jalof, breaker of... Souls and thrower of shade, Latoya. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You like that, innit? I like that one. That was yeah, very yeah. Off-cuff. A big shout it. out to the wigs and snatchets that like um what do you call it? Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Um but as we said, welcome back to another episode of Tales from the Timeline. Uh, before we kind of get in uh to this episode, again, just a little bit of PR. If you're not following us already, feel free to follow us on Instagram, Snatchshot Podcast. If you'd like to get in contact with us, drop us an email, contact at snatchpodcast.com, and you can listen to this podcast on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Amazon as well. So before we kind of get into kind of like, you know, the tells on the timeline, girl, I just want to check in. How are you doing? Oh, my days. It's been a little bit, you know what? Things have been a little bit higgy-hagger. I mean, one week I'm feeling well. Next week, do I have COVID? It's been a lot right now at the moment. Um, Tonsils are doing team too much at the moment. Yeah. Get me the antibiotics stat. <laughs> I'm suffering. But actually, life has been all right. I mean, besides the stuff we're going to get into, mm. life has been all right. I think it's just like adjusting to life. COVID is not quite over, but it feels like we're going back to normal. So yeah. it's getting used to having like normality. And I don't know about you, but in terms of like going into the office and stuff, like I've started going in couple of times a week and I find myself quite disorientated working in the office at the moment Mm -hmm. like I feel like I can't at home I've set my tasks I've got to do and I just plow through them and I kind of know what I'm doing but I feel like in the office I feel a bit like oh what am I doing next oh I don't know what I'm I don't know what I'm doing and also I'm spending money in prayer again Oh dear, and I know you are a prayer lover you You do love a prayer yeah yeah caramel latte oh god yeah (laughs) sometimes we get the the bacon and egg baguette sometimes nice sometimes i get the sunshine bowl that was today but that's still a smooth six pound fifty and that's before lunch (laughs) i can't live like this i mean i've been quite good i have been bringing in lunch some days like most of the time i bring my own lunch but six pound fifty in the morning yeah it's a madness 13 yeah. pounds a week on coffee yeah. on breakfast absolutely not <laughs> there's rice at home i will be bringing in my porridge in the pot i love it yeah how are you anyway <laughs> i mean i think yeah the same with you really it's been a bit like wishy-washy kind of mm. hasn't it like the whole kind of like um, over the past couple of weeks I think it's been a while since obviously we've been uh, recording so we apologize yeah. um, or apologies to the crew but we are back with a vengeance um, but yeah I think it's been okay you know mm-hmm. I mean I ain't gonna lie my face is looking hella dry need a haircut my face is looking dry no, I ain't gonna <laughs> lie my skin's not <laughs> popping right now but you know what give it a week give it a week I'm gonna be back to normality but I agree with you I done last week I was delivering a um a team day uh, for quite a large team two days yeah. it was off-site and it has been probably two years since I've delivered something face-to-face mm-hmm. to that extent um so that was my shout 
Yeah, I was finished. I was finished. Like they were all going out for drinks and bowling afterwards. And they were like, you come on, we've got the taxis, we're going bowling. I was like, no, 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 I'll meet you there. I've got to drop something back to the office. I didn't really have to. I just needed like half an hour by myself. <laughs> honestly. <laughs> honestly, I need half an hour by myself. But um, you know what? Other than that, life is good. I hope good. life is good for everybody else as yeah. well. Um, and yeah, irrespective of the shaggery that's going on in this world. Yeah. I'm so to transition, let's get into it. Let's get into it. So my first uh, almost like tells on the timeline that I wanted to discuss with you, and I'm not mm-hmm. too sure if you saw or any of our wigs and Snapchats, but um, on Loose Women, I think it was mm-hmm. either Monday or Tuesday, uh, you got your panellists. So Charlene White, obviously the anchor, and Janice was there. And they were having a discussion around, obviously, the sugary that's happening with Russia and uh, um, Ukraine. Yes. And um, the conversation basically... Um, so Charlene was basically saying that, you know, it's awful that what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's really bad, but it's really interesting because even though there's still war that's happening, there is still segregation in terms of race because mm-hmm. uh, a student had, um, I can't remember her name, but a student had posted a video and it went viral. And she's basically talking about, you know, if you were black or darker complexion, you were stopped um, from getting onto a train to yeah. then seek obviously asylum in Poland, a different country. But mm-hmm. even when they stepped off of the train and was in Poland, like the guards were basically letting through mm-hmm. white people and stopping uh, dark skinned people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was quite an interest. And I agree because I saw it on some of the videos and Janice was basically saying that, you know, whilst she was like, Oh, I hear you, Charlene. And I get it. However, we, we can't take away from the fact that Poland has exceeded our expectations because they've taken in over a hundred, um, a uh, hundred of thousands, like, you know, um, asylum seekers, et cetera, mm-hmm. or refugees. And it was really interesting that the backlash that Charlene got like on Twitter, mm. because basically everyone was saying that she was pulling the race card, etc. And I just thought it was just really interesting yeah. because Yes, it, it, before I tell you my point, I just want to find out from you. What I think. What do you think? So I've been in and out of social media this last, since all of this has begun. It's been seven days. I think it's been about a week. Yeah. Because in the first instance, I obviously saw what was happening in Ukraine and Russia. And I'm like, oh my goodness, Putin, we already know this man is a little bit, he's a little bit everywhere. So it's a little bit worrying. And obviously war is the last thing you want to happen because of the casualties but then when I did start to see the videos on the timeline I think one of the tweeters was Corinne Sky, who I think is like she's training to be a doctor in the Ukraine she's got a child as well um and she was also documenting there's been quite a few different people who've been documenting their journey but like people coming up to her car and getting aggressive stopping her from from you know people I saw another video of a woman that had to walk 12 hours from one end to another you know to get to the border because no one would get them on the bus Mm. and what I don't understand is in the midst of war in the midst of people being killed if you can still find five minutes to be racist you're not correct if you can still find five minutes to stop just to not have compassion for other humans these people are not like refugees in the sense well not all of them let me not let me not you know generalize the whole group but the stories that i was seeing these are not people who have seeked asylum in the ukraine a lot of these people are students paying fees to ukrainian Mm -hmm. universities 
keeping your company, your company, you know, your country afloat because they're paying. They're not mm. there for free. They're on yeah. super visas. And I can't understand how you find time. And and from what I've heard, it was at the Ukrainian border. There was a lot of issues. They they were not letting people through. And in some stories I've heard, well, they wanted women and children to get through. Well, were they not black women? Were they not Asian women? Mm-hmm. Were they not women from various ethnic minorities who could have got on the train? You wouldn't let yeah. them on. And, you know, there was a woman who had a, a three-month-old baby. I'm sorry, in the cold, you're not letting... So for me, I have conflicting views about Eastern Europe at times anyway, because I know there's a problem with racism in that part of the world. And I'm very sorry if you're from Eastern Europe and you're going to tell me that I'm wrong. But I mean, I've I've experienced, I don't want to say full-on racism, but I've definitely experienced prejudice from some people in that community in this here London. So mm. if you're talking about people in that country who are also trying to flee bombing and shooting and you still find time to tell to tell us that actually they're not human enough to what what i'm trying to work out here even let me just backtrack are you expecting if i was there's a student are you expecting me and my black skin to do um soldier for you okay and this is it are you is that what it is you expect them to stay there to be human shields i don't get it like yeah. these people also have families. They also have people who are waiting for them somewhere outside of that Ukrainian border. Yeah. Um. But also on top of that, what I want to mention is some of the the countries involved in this because I feel like the response from some of these countries to the people who are living in these uh, who are in this situation has been very slow. Mm. I understand that you can't maybe send a plane; it's a no fly zone or whatever. I get that. But these people should not be coming onto social media to crowdfund their exit out of these countries. Mm. That's nuts. Mm. Why are people having to raise money so that people can get in a taxi? Why are you not arranging buses? Why are you not arra- Why are you mm. not at the border as a diplomat? If you're a diplomat, use your diplomacy to get mm. these people home. So Charlene White, I back her 100%. Why is it we always pull the race card? What's that about? But you know what? I think that's what, because I was a little bit, I wouldn't necessarily say disappointed. I got Janet's point. I don't necessarily think that she was kind of like, you know, shutting Charlene down. Mm. But I think for Janet, it's easy for her to not look at race because she's a white woman and she, yeah. to your point, will not experience racism in those Eastern European countries. Yeah. I've been to Eastern Europe and I've experienced overt racism 100%. Mm. Shout out to Laura when we all went to Prague. I think Prague is in East Europe, I yeah. hope so, because my geography is a bit shit still. <laughs> but she, we, went to, we went to Prague and I was heckled on the underground by oh, some old gosh. woman and she was shouting in her language and she's spitting on the floor and I'm sure she weren't turning it. That wasn't like a sign of greeting or welcome. Mm. Um, we went into a bar another time and there was graffiti in the walls, blah, blah, black sheep. Have you any niggas? I'm set. I said that oh, 110%. Gosh. It was awful. We walked into another bar and the whole bar went quiet and everyone was looking at us. So I was like, okay, oh, so let's go. So I've experienced that firsthand and I think it was easy for Janet not to say, you know, it's about war, uh, but it, we should uh, uh, appreciate that Poland has exceeded expectations. Mm. And whilst actually we're not taking away from the fact that Poland has let in quite a lot of um, of, of people trying to flee that country, uh, free Ukraine, I do think that we can't take away from the fact that 
there was segregation there yeah. um and I'm disappointed but I wouldn't disappointed but you know what? I wouldn't expect anything less actually from the British public to obviously say that Charlene's pulling the race card just due to the fact that yeah because she mentioned it and they don't necessarily believe that that is the case in war when actually it really is yeah. because irrespective it's quite interesting though as well because you know like um I might be going off a bit topic but you know sometimes when you bring people together like before after covid and mm. what would have brought people together and like all the 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 um you know the rise and the energy that's been put behind like women's safety and black lives yeah. matter and asian hate right, crime etc or asian heritage month like you know you would thought that we would be in a different place but the reality of it is that we're not, we're not. and it's got me thinking as well like I know, obviously, World War One, World War Two, and you know, all those old veterans that went out there to fight for the country, mm. etc. And all we're taught in high schools, and all we're shown on televisions, is the story mm. of the white soldiers. Mm. Or when I go on social media, I can see all my white friends, and you know, they've got pictures of their their great grandfathers, yeah. you know, serving in the war and stuff like that. These times there, I don't know if my ancestors didn't dash down in an unmarked grave. I don't have no, but I know that they served in the war. Yeah. Very true. So I do feel like, you know, you don't really hear about, you know, the Asians or the South Asian, the mm. East Asian or the South Asians, or the Black or African yeah. soldiers that's gone to war for this country. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it is a little bit, yeah, it's a bit, it's, it's a bit shitty because yeah. you're like, you, it, racism is there. It was there from day dot and it mm-hmm. is here now. And I think it's a little bit ignorant if people think that Eastern European countries don't actually have that racism there because they do. Um, So yeah, that was just something that just got me a little bit like, "Mm." no, I think it's a good one to raise because actually I think people were even trying to say that it was Russian propaganda, that, that this stuff was Russian propaganda when they're of it. Like what has an African medical student got to gain from Russian propaganda? They're fleeing for their lives. And then secondly as well, is that we've got to understand here that like, I think the news in itself, which is why I've stopped watching it, I just kind of do daily updates, but why I've stopped watching it is because I feel like there's this weird rhetoric happening at the moment Mm -hmm. where it's like, but Ukraine is a civilised country. How could they have war? Someone even said they have blonde hair and blue eyes like us. We can't believe this is happening in like a, you know, European country. Iraq war, Afghanistan, like, I'm sorry, but I'm sorry, these people weren't human? Or you're trying to say, like, what... Um, and I'm, I'm going to raise it. Might be controversial. I don't mean to be offensive. But if you have such strong views and opinions about what Vladimir Putin is doing in Ukraine, which is 100% wrong, then mm. you should also have the same vim and energy for what is happening in Israel and Palestine. Thank you. 110%. And good night. And I agree. Goodbye. Yeah. We've got nothing Bye. else left for you today. There you because go. you know what? I know that they're showing the news reports, you know, some people from London and England are signing up to go and serve. <laughs> and you know, no, honestly, it was it was just it was ridiculous. I'm so sorry. And I'm gonna I know this is gonna be a little bit shady and a bit shitty shady, right? Go for it. But if they wanna do that, that's perfectly cool. But to going back to your original point, I didn't see no news reports of people signing up to go serve with Palestine yep. and, 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 and and Ukraine. I didn't see that. Nope. So use that to your point use that same energy right. when there was always civil when there was war in our neighboring in african countries and all sorts Nothing. i didn't see people trying to pull on anything no. to go and save the day so no. it's quite it's it's interesting i'll ride for the people potentially that look like me mm-hmm. but i won't ride for the people that won't that's it so that is just something that's something that really kind of 
it's a little bit spicy and it really grind my gears. It did, this it week. did grind my gears, especially you know abs. what? You lot keep talking because if he drops a nuclear bomb, we all won't be here anyway. So oh, well, this black, oh man, do you remember white, fifteen minutes? Fifteen minutes. Fifteen minutes. Can you run to the station? Your station's nearby. My station's eight minutes away, but my station's on ground level. It's not underground. <laughs> <laughs> so where am I supposed to be going? Shout out to all the people in Kensal Green. We can just we can we can hide underneath like you know the tunnel between Kensal Green and Wilson Junction. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I can get down to Queens Park that quick in it. My bike tires are a bit flat still. Oh, so gosh. do you know what I mean? Mad, I this is I, it. I think I could run. I think I could run. Yeah. To the station, but it's gonna be you're gonna be fighting to get into the station. There were eight nine million people who live in London or something. Like yeah. I, that sounds really high. That's right. It no? might be like. Maybe Let's it's not. <laughs> like, I want to say, see, it could be like 10 million, though. I feel like it's 8, 9 million people that live in London. Go on. I'll, I'll let but you know the truth. Let me know the truth. Yeah. But, like, how are you going to get into the station? Like, yeah. you're not going to get in there. So, you know what? I might just make a cup of tea. Yeah. I mean... And just go down with the ship. Because at the end of the day, right? <laughs> no, but... Yeah, I may go down with this ship. <laughs> But, you know, no, let's not make light of it. But let's realistically, right? Because someone, some news outlet irritates, like, it really irritated me. They put an article about what would happen if a nuclear bomb dropped on London. And if you were oh, six God. miles, if you were seven miles. Now, to be honest with you, if a nuclear bomb dropped on London, I'm quite happy to be in the centre. Because nobody wants third second, first degree, but like really bad burns is what you're going to get. Mm. Then radiation, various types of cancer. There's a really good documentary on YouTube about people, about all the atomic, um, the all the um, nuclear bomb tests they've done. Like they had soldiers taking part in that. Yeah. And the amount of cancers and things that they have. Yeah. These are really old people, but they've just been sick their entire lives. It's like yeah. one was telling the story that, you know, he saw obviously the bomb drop in the flash and when it dropped, he could see the bones in people's bodies. Like, yeah. it was like an x-ray. That is scary. It's that, it's that, it's that bright. That's what it's I'm saying. Bright. The energy that is it's so, that bright. Yeah, 100%. So, you know what? I'll sit in the centre with my cup of tea. Maybe my last yeah. meal, jollof rice. Jollof rice. The mother of jollof rice. And yeah. then I'll just see you guys on the other side. Yeah, this is it. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I'll definitely give up the pescatarian vibe for that. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just like, I'm, like, I'm going to cook down a curry goat and rice. I'm going to have one good glass of Melbeck and I'm going to smoke a good cigarette and be like, you know yes. I mean? <laughs> God. The last supper. But you know, we, we kid, we kid. But obviously I don't want that to happen. But well. it is scary. It's but massively it's very scary. scary. It's giving me quite a lot of anxiety because yeah. I, I do believe Vladimir Putin is, is he's a little bit, um, I don't want to say anything bad because I don't know if he's listening. He's listening. This is it. Yeah, but I just, but he's just very But we always bit... knew, but we always knew this. Yes. We always knew this. I've said it from right? day. And the reality of it is what cracks me up, right, is there's always been, um, we know that it's been a very much of a totalitarian regime. regime. Yeah, for sure. We know this. For we sure. know with the, uh, the um, uh, and, you know, there's been things that have been kept from mainstream media and mm-hmm. kept from the West that mm-hmm. we've known, we haven't known things. Uh, it's dating back years now. Look, look, Chernobyl. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Chernobyl. You kept everything all like secret. It took Reagan and Margaret Thatcher to actually apply pressure for you to then come out and to say, actually, it was more extreme that we actually let on. Like, you know, radiation was found in like Sweden or Scandinavia. Like, do you know what I mean? So we know that this is what the Soviet Union, that's what it's been about. Mm -hmm. So I don't understand like 
why is people are surprised? Um, but no. it is, yeah, it's massively scary. And I think that I just want to, Emmanuel Macron. Mm. What's he done now? I mean, he was the one who was trying to be doing, like, you know, some um, mediation and facilitation. Oh, re- oh and stuff. God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mediation yeah, and facilitation. This. You look like a damn fool. You can't no. mediate and facilitate your own country's fiction. Right. Come on now. Macron, I like- love you. I do follow you on LinkedIn, but come on. <laughs> come on. I do. I'm a bit of a geek, you know. <laughs> I'm a little bit of a geek. I do follow but you on like, LinkedIn. But Putin said, from then, there will be no winners, only losers. This is what he told us, you know. So... Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't really know much about NATO. I've done a little bit of reading about it now, and I've sort of done a little bit of history reading about the situation with NATO, Russia, and the Ukraine. So my very basic understanding of that is, I think that whole area, Soviet Union, that whole Ukraine, Eastern Europe, Russia, it's a very, it's a very precarious relationship yeah. they have between those countries. So what I'm not trying to, under- what I don't understand here is, NATO is a little bit. I don't get it. I need someone to tell me what NATO do other than facilitate war. I need someone to explain that to me because, and I'm not, a, um, you know, a stop the war kind of person. I don't think war is right in any way what's, yeah. whatsoever, but I'm not going to be standing up with my knickers and a placard outside, you know, how's the parliament <laughs> protesting? Yeah. Unless you want me to, but I'm yeah, not going to be. Shaq it out. But I'm not going to be doing that. But from my understanding, I don't, NATO, I'm not sure if I understand that it's a vehicle for peace because I feel mm. like the things that they've intervened on has really caused massive catastrophe and war. Mm. That's mm-hmm. what I think is happening. And you've got the USA pushing this with Ukraine. And you know what? You, hey, Ukraine might be like, they just want to join NATO. Cool. But, but there's a really good video about it. And I was like, okay, I, I, I'm not, get, don't get me wrong here. Vladimir, I understand why he's pissed off. I don't think he's right mm. to be pissed off, but I understand why he's pissed off. Mm. So if why are we trying to push something that, you know, this I I I don't want him to, but do I believe that he could push the button? Absolutely. And that's that on that. Goodbye. Goodbye. Let's go. So we're next. moving on. Let's to go. The next, to the next <laughs> the timeline hot topic. This one's a little bit lighter. Yeah. It's a little bit lighter. So um a few weeks ago, no, it was a lot this week actually. Yeah. Um uh there was an article around a mum, um, mum with the UK's biggest eyebrows faces oh, social services threats from trolls. <gasps> so <laughs> there is a um a mother by the name of Sammy Joe Helford. Um who has basically um, painted on some quite large eyebrows. Um, But these eyebrows are like thick, thick, like huge thick. It looks like she's got like black shoe polish and literally drawn them on her forehead. Uh Um, And she's been getting quite a lot of abuse from trolls and trolls are basically saying that, you know, they're going to report her to social services. Um, And it just got me thinking, right? Now, whilst, I mean, I would, I don't think that that looks aesthetically pleasing, but you know what? Beauty is in the eyes of the beholder and who am I? Because she might not (laughs) think I'm aesthetically pleasing. I don't look aesthetically pleasing. And that's cool. But I could understand if I was like a, a, a parent at a school and I saw that I'd be like is everything okay right mm-hmm. I don't know if I would be that savage to start calling social services no, but no, no. I might be like the teacher I might have a word with like the school and be like 
is everything okay there? Because, <laughs> you know, it's, but, but it's weird, isn't it? Because what mm. I deem as socially acceptable is potentially not what she deems as socially acceptable. Mm-hmm. So I I, 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 I was a little bit triggered with that. I, a, I was triggered by the eyebrows, A. I ain't going to lie. It was a madness because mm. the eyebrows, I mean, she might as well paint her forehead black. Let's be really open might as well. this, right? And then furthermore, if it, if, if she doesn't stop at the forehead, what's she going to do? Paint the whole face. Mm. So she's going to be doing, she's going to do black face. Come like, golly, well, is that what we're talking? <laughs> right? No, I'm going to talk the things. I'm going to talk the things. So I understand because wh- when is, wh- where's the boundary? But mm. I don't, I was triggered a little bit just by like, the, the trolls, because they were like, yeah, she's going to call social services. I don't think it warrants them to call social services to mash up her life. Because no. actually, you know what? As long as she's a good mother, let her do what That's she it. wants to do. If she wants to go to school looking like Krusty the Clown, feel free to do so. That's absolutely fine. As Might long as, well. as you're a good mother, that's cool. But yeah, what would you do in that situation? If I was to rock up I mean... to your child's school, right? To oh. your daughter's school, I'm a child, and I've got like... And let's say I've got like... Some uh, long eyelashes, aka like the butterfly ones. You know the ones that I don't oh, know if God. anyone's seen Pad's Labyrinth with the, with the creature <laughs> with, with the eyes, the, cre- the creature with the eyes in the hands. You know sometimes you get the, you get people to gather them that wear them long eyelashes it's like that. Long. They can't even open up the eye. And you saw me like that, and I had like the white under. What what would you what would you be thinking? I mean, I think I'm gonna look at the child because if the child looks well kept and clean. Mm. It's if, for me, it's if the child is looking a bit scruffed duff too. Because I feel like the problem with this woman's eyebrows is there's a, I feel there's a mental health issue going on here. I'm not even trying to be rude. I get like looking unique and looking special. But like <laughs> you said, mm. she's going to look like a gollywog. By the time she's hundred percent, because it's you're just drawing two thick black lines. Like I feel like social media has made people go mad. Because back in the day, before Facebook, where would you see this girl? What's that magazine? Closer, they'd have that little um, double page spread. You know them little women's magazines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You flash the magazine away, <laughs> you forget about her or Jeremy Carl. But now social media, she. I don't think anyone has called social services. I think she's faked it, and I think she's you... done it. I think it's fake. I think she's fake to get a dollar. To get a dollar. To get famous. Yeah, maybe. Because I'm just like, it's for social services. I didn't know about you till today. Now I know about you and your eyebrows and you've got kids. And and, and what what did she say? Apparently, there's men that have a fetish for this eyebrow. I have a few men in my inbox telling me I'm beautiful and that they would date me. They always mention the eyebrows first. So maybe there's there's a fetish there. No, because they probably think. Anyway, let me not. <laughs> Don't say the things, girl. It's been a while. You need to go in. It's gonna be a certain kind of guy who knows that you're a little bit tapped. Like mm. she's she. What is this? Ninety thousand TikTok followers. No one has called social services because why would they know where your child goes to school? Who's called social? Nobody has. You're lying. These mm. people do things for clout. They'll do anything for clout. That's what Migos said, and that's correct. It is Migos, isn't it? Fair yeah, days. that's that's what they're doing. So look at the lip liner. Look at the <laughs> the, the, the lip, lip liner. <laughs> now nah, the lip liner was a lot sweeter. I ain't gonna lie. Look was, at the yeah. lip liner. Not even I a thought it was fancy eyelash. dress. I think it was fancy dress. She's drawing yeah, it on right. her face, like. 
<laughs> not even giving me drag. Not even giving me. Oh, listen! Don't insult the drag queens. I'm, that's what, but that's what I'm saying. Because their like, beat is on fleek. Is. Okay. I do love a bit of RuPaul's Drag Race, but I just <laughs> I would look at her children because the thing yeah. is, there are some very kooky mums and parents are very quirky they come looking a little bit you know at the school gates i mean personally i'm not going to turn up in socks and house slippers but you do you boo maybe you've what got do you to... mean socks and house slippers what you do you know, mean people okay. at the gate so you know okay so when you go and collect your child from nursery or from school mm. sometimes a little bit of like um some schools even have etiquette like how you should be dressing to come and collect mm. your child they don't allow pajama bottoms yeah and all that which i think i agree with because i don't do think... you i agree Oh, I don't know. No I mean, it's bottoms. not. Listen, it's not me. That's something that I wouldn't do. But I will drag on a tracksuit and go down to the school to drop off the kids. Track suit is very different. But when right? you... I imagine if no. I don't have time to lace up the shoes, because as I said, Alice is writing on the wall. She ain't got her things on. <laughs> we got Jonathan in the back there. Eddie's running up and down, trying to. It's a lot. You got three kids. You're trying to get them together. Then you got to drop them to school. Make sure they get to school on time. Because if they don't get to school on time, then you're going to be penalised and you could be charged. And you have to get back to your yard to then log on and do a meeting. That's too much. I don't have time to do my shoes. So I'm going to slap on some sliders and run down to the school. I would do that potentially in a tracksuit. Maybe not white socks. It'd be black socks. <laughs> Maybe not white socks. It'd be black socks with some black sliders. Okay. So I'm just going to let you know that. I mean, if if all else fails, if I can't find the sliders, I will slap on a Converse. But the laces ain't going to be done out right. Okay. Right? What about what about like a sheepskin house slipper? Oh, no, absolutely not. Because that's, that's under about. the house. Yeah. That that's that's in the house. That's, I believe that's, that's in the about. house. Yeah. It's a little and bit I, like yeah. It's a bit like the bonnet discourse that was going on about pe- about black girls wearing bonnets in the street. Did you not hear about this? Was it no. Monique? Monique, the comedian, who said, you know, we need to do better. Because obviously a lot of black girls oh, yeah. were in, yeah. in the bonnet and stuff. And I thought that's a little bit unfair. Because at the end of the day, like, you know, as black girls, we can't really wash our hair and leave the house. Exactly. Like, you know, as a white girl, you're very lucky. You can wash your hair and go. Like, no one mm. questions you with wet hair on the tube. But people are going to question me with my shrinkage or my water dripping mm. down my back or maybe I've got to leave my conditioner in <laughs> yeah, for like another yeah. 30 minutes and then wash it when yeah. I get to the work showers. You know, yeah. so I feel like I don't want to police what people wear, but I do think sometimes people get a little bit, like this one with her eyebrows, I don't believe she goes to pick up her kids with these eyebrows. She's lying. That is. I don't believe she's lying. <laughs> me and her could talk. Me and her could talk. Let me go find well... out where her school is. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And well, I... Sammy Joe Helford. How, okay. If you're listening, please feel free to jump on the the podcast. That would be great. That'd be because great. I've got quite a few questions to ask. Me too. You, for sure. Me <laughs> for too. Sure. Because I mean, are you what you got to wash that off every day? How much are you spending eyeliner to draw on the eyebrows? I've got Darling, a lot of questions. That ain't eyeliner. What's she using? Felt That's tip. not eyeliner. Felt tip. That's one of them big permanent markers and graffiti markers. That's what it is. It's what it, what's the shoe polish? You know the shoe polish with the sponge and it's got the that's what that is about eyeliner. No. Oh my God. That's one of them oh. acrylic them acrylic black paints. She's probably teething the paints out for the for my yeah. picnic school. Sorry. That was quite mean of me. Oh, Sammy. God. Oh well. But Sammy Joe. <laughs> stop lying. We'll forget about you next week. So best to find something. Be true to yourself. Be honest. Show yeah. us your talent. Don't do this. It's embarrassing. And people forget it's on the internet. Like I think people are really forgetting this. When your children grow older. It's on the internet. And you remember in school yeah. where you get tea, you can be embarrassed for the most 
you know, simple things that now as an adult, you think, oh God, why was I embarrassed about that? Like, that's so silly. You know, your parents, you're like, oh, I'm a bit embarrassed. My mum's like this or whatever. But look at this foolishness. Yeah, it's imagine. Yeah. Your mum's the one with the eyebrows. That's what you're going to get. In it. it. Sammy Jill. <laughs> okay so the next topic which um i haven't necessarily watched it for for any of our wigs and snatchets who's watched it i know like the toys watched half of it yeah yeah. um but uh stephen bartlett Mm -hmm. he uh he is uh the owner of diary uh, that the ceo diary podcast or diary of the ceo CEO podcast um basically interviewed matt hancocky um last week um and for those of you who haven't watched it you can obviously watch it and listen to it on youtube it's about an hour and a half it's about an hour and a half actually so it's quite long Quite long, yeah it's quite long but basically he's interviewing matt i think matt hancock he's basically trying to you know rebirth himself from the failures of his (laughs) it's true from his failures as being like you know health secretary um i love the way he came out in the the roll neck i was like matt matt Go sit down. Yeah. You're, you're, you're rolling the, the neck up. You're, ro- you're going coming in with a roll neck. What you need to do is roll your hairline forward, darling. That's what you need to do. No, he needs to. He's rude. But he's trying to reinvent himself, right? Yeah. And it seems that he got a little bit heated. Like, he wasn't necessarily yeah. answering some of these questions. And he really is out here trying to say that at the time, he didn't break any COVID rules. He did it for love. That's what he told us. He did it for love. Yeah. So... I've got a view, and um, my only view, and the only thing I've got to say on this matter is he's a mess. All of them are a mess, I need to go in the bin. Goodbye. So I'm going to hand it over to, to Latoya, who's going to take us through her thoughts. Of what because I think. Yeah. Of what you think. Yeah, I mean, Matt Hancock is really unlikable. Like, he's there's no redeeming features about him. He's a slime ball, and I think he truly does not have empathy. I truly do not believe any of these politicians of what has happened with the pandemic, people losing their loved ones, people having to do Zoom funeral, people cancelling mm-hmm. weddings, people having babies by themselves. I mean, mm-hmm. the list goes on. People missing cancer diagnoses, people mm-hmm. spending Christmas by themselves. I could go on, okay? I truly do not believe that this man, from listening to him, has any real empathy for what people have gone through in this country. Just like many politicians who are in the Conservative Party, they have benefited financially. They benefited with a bit of notoriety. Like, okay, now he's a bit famous, you know, Hancock with his hand on his cock, whatever we want to call him. But he's gained this fame. You've destroyed your marriage. This woman's destroyed her marriage. You know, now you're just that guy who's who's caught snogging a woman on camera while you're meant to be working. And... I couldn't warm to him. Like, I'm still half... I still got a bit more to go through. We've gone through his childhood. His parents split up when he, when he was younger. Okay. Um, two, two households. Okay. Um, he went to... I think he started school, college a year early. So he was a year younger than his peers. So, you know, what, what did he say? I think Stephen Bartlett asked him, like, you know, were you bullied? And he says something like around the fact that, you know, I wouldn't necessarily call it bullying, bullying, but when you've got like an exuberant personality, exuberant. Exuberant where, please? <laughs> because all these times, over the past 18 months or two years, we ain't seen nothing from you apart from failure. So when you say exuberant, how? I would ask him, please define exuberant because we are, I don't, I don't think it's just me or you, no. but I think the whole country is misaligned to what you feel 
personality what yeah. what personality do you think you have i don't think he i think he thinks exuberant lovely i think he thinks he carries the source that do you know what 10 out of 10 for confidence because i think he really believes he has the source i think he really believes in himself he has this self-inflated self-importance that he's pushing out in this interview so i mean he told us he went to oxford and stephen you know riley says he feels like you know the people who get it's like their mates you know that person goes to oxford that person goes to eton yeah and it's like once they get there they pull their mates through so yeah. he starts talking about how, oh, there's people in the Conservative Party. You know, I'm not going to name names, but, you know, they've come from, they've not come from that route. So he, he mentions Rishi Sunak. And I had to stop a minute here. Well? Because Rishi Sunak, okay, his parents emigrated over here from, I think, from Kenya and another country. Um, But they also paid for him to go to a £40,000 a year private school so and his parents one is a gp and i think yeah. the other one is a oh, i want to say pharmacist or teacher i can't remember i think it's a pharmacist so this is not like his mom was a cleaner and his dad yeah. had a restaurant in south hall like these are people yeah. that have got good jobs and therefore have afforded him the ability to go to private school. And then I think he did, then did go on to Oxford. And then on top yeah, of 100%, that... Yeah, 100%. He went to Winchester yeah. College School. So, boys, it's an independent yeah. boarding school. Right. He studied philosophy, politics and economics. Thank you. He then went to Oxford. Yep. He then maintained an MBA at Stanford University. Right. And then he's married to a billionaire's daughter. So tell me, please. Girl, bye. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like. I don't even know if I can get through the rest of it, but I'm going to because I want yeah. to be informed. And I maybe I'll change my mind towards the end. But the comments are telling me in the comments of that video that yeah. the comments are commentating and telling me that no. I, and he's been slaughtered in the press for it as well. So he should be. He yeah. should be because again, I was just like, you know what? You, what you should have done is slipped into the night. That's what you should have done. <laughs> no, he should have slipped into the night and stayed on them bank them back benches and keep his batty and his mouth quiet, right. right? So I don't know where you are coming because you're just as devices of that as Lord Voldemort, the actual mm. Lord Voldemort. What's his name? William, the one with no lips. <laughs> Which one? Dominic Cummings, oh, like that yeah. snake. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you come like Nagini from Harry Potter, You're 100%. No, he is. He is. He's a mixture between <laughs> Nagini and Lord Voldemort. Mess. He's just as devices as him now coming up and obviously talking about, you know, he's going to let off bombs, etc. Go and sit down. All of them need to sit down. So I don't have anything left to say and say about Matt Hancocky. Um, so, yeah, in that note, goodbye. I'm really channeling my um, Anne Robertson today, you know. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I really like it. <laughs> so the last um the last point that i wanted to talk about and i know obviously we might be a little bit late to the party obviously because it came out quite yeah. some time ago um and i know there's been a lot of noise in the media on social media in timelines mm-hmm. with the tinder swindler um oh, i'm sure nice. everyone has watched it mm-hmm. but if you have not watched it I'm encouraging everybody to go on Netflix and watch The Tinder Swindler. It is a film slash documentary. It's really good. It's about one hour and 47 minutes. It's very good. And to cut a long story short, it's basically a guy Mm -hmm. who um, starts going out with women or picks up women on Tinder Mm -hmm. and wines and dines them and flies them on private jets because he's making out that he's like, you know, a CEO or heir to this 
diamond company yeah um simon levive i think his name is I simon so, levive yeah, um and this man's broke so basically he steals <laughs> money from women right he steals money from women up to hundreds of thousands of pounds Crazy. to then fund the lifestyle of next women so he basically goes missing yeah. right but i have never in my life mm-hmm. ever thought that that could happen to people. I never. And when I was watching it, I was thinking, so why are these girls so stupid? That's like, it. you've just met him mm-hmm. three days mm-hmm. and you're ready to be taking out American Expresses, cleaning out your savers account for right. him. Duh, 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 duh. But then when you start watching it, you understand because obviously he's flashing and making out that he's got yeah. security, his brethren. He's got like his manager again, his brethren. Mm-hmm. He's flying in a, a private jet because he's used the money that he's taken from other people. Right. So I understand how you got caught up in that. But really, though, but but really, but because really. if and I'm going to ask you this question, right? Yeah. If I was to meet someone on Tinder, mm-hmm. right? Um, back in the day, if I meet someone on Tinder and they talk about whining and dining mm-hmm. and they want to take me here, take me there, da 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 I have a thing that I don't like that because I need to have my own money where I can pay for myself because yeah. I'm a true believer in no man can, can't, I don't want anybody to buy me shit that I can't buy myself. I don't mm-hmm. like it. I've always been that. Always, I've always been like that. Been very independent. Yeah. But I don't understand. And so I, I really struggle to understand why the Gyaldem are really going to hitch up themselves and clean up their savings account and ask <sighs> their family to give them money to give to this man, irrespective he's whispering sweet nuttons in your ear. And these times there, he's whining, he's dining, he's getting the pussoir, mm-hmm. and he's even you broke. So you don't yeah. give it your, your pussoir, poor things. I was I livid mean, for them. But I didn't understand it at I the same think, time. I mean, it was a certain type of woman. Bless them. They're all, I think, Scandi. They're all from like... Yeah, they're all North Europe. Yeah. And I think they were all kind of middle class women who mm. probably aspire to that lifestyle because you have to. I, I don't know why you're going to get on a private plane with someone unless you're aspiring. And also, you know... My husband said he said they're gold diggers. I was like, oh, that's a bit strong. But he said, you know, I see I see them as gold diggers, but I can see where he's coming from. Because at the end of the day, like, mm. you definitely fell into that. He's spending money on me. He's doing all this stuff for me. So I'm going to roll with that. Now, personally for me, as a London chick, if you came to me and said, my enemies are after me, can you send me £10,000? I would say deuces, babe. Send me enemies a, are after me. Send me a postcard from jail. 100%. Best of luck. Yeah, and my enemies are after me. Boo, you better ring the police. <laughs> because what do you want me to do? What is it that you expect me to do? I don't understand. My enemies are after me. <laughs> but this is where people need to be careful, right? Mm-hmm. I know trust, it's really interesting because some people, it takes people quite a long time to trust others and other people just fling out trust when you need it. But when you're so trusting, you're massively gullible and it's just, it's such an overdone trip. You need to be yeah. very careful and you need to make sure that you set those boundaries because two twos now, whether it's man, woman, or if it's a man and man relationship, a woman, a woman relationship or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, uh, whatever gender neutral relationship, like by the time you blink, then two twos, you ain't got no money in your savings account. Yeah. My car, right, come on. I definitely now. think it's a pro. There's a profile that fits into that kind of trusting thing. Like if you watch Catfish, like on MTV, it's I've always a few episodes, the same. Yeah, yeah, it's always the same thing. So on Amazon Prime, I've really enjoyed getting back into it again. But 
it's really interesting. It's always a very similar story. Their parents, mm. they don't have their parents in their life or they have a bad relationship with their family or they've been left heartbroken by someone else really badly. So they just want that fairy tale. They really want it. And I think, you know, it's hard because you want to have like rose tinted glasses and believe that everyone, like your prince and princess and, you know, in shining armor or shiny dress is going to come and rescue you and make... But- it- that's not it how doesn't life happen. Works. Yeah, it's not how life works. I'm sorry. And even if someone was spending that much money on you, like it's the fact that the what the part that got me was when one of the women was saying that he made her an employee and was making these fake checks. So these times you're in you're participating in fraud. Okay. <laughs> I didn't look at it like that. You're but participating true in fraud to, because you want that. the money. Like I feel like true that you know i get it like you loved him or whatever but personally for me i think him and peter his bodyguard were doing a thing so i oh okay i don't think you're straight really nah nah oh the toy he has to be because that would just that would make me even more then you know what the women are stupid because they didn't even get two pieces of pipe and they gave up that money at the same time look he could have he could have still done the deed you know Oh, okay, fine. Yeah, yeah he could have still said. had sex with them. I don't think he because you know what made me think it was when she's when the last girl, the one that managed to swindle him, mm. when he hadn't seen her for so long, and then they stayed together in the bed. Either she's lying and telling us that they didn't have sex, so there's no shame. Because otherwise, I mean, I would have had sex with him if I need to keep up the facade. We're gonna do it, but she told us they didn't have sex. So I was thinking to myself, so he said he you, he loved you and all this stuff, and then he came and just lay down next to you after not seeing you for so long. Didn't even grab her breasts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely, I mean, you either did some oral gymnastics or. Yeah. I, he laid in the bed with you and did nothing. You're lying. Yeah. So it's either he's not doing anything because he's him and Peter, you know. Yeah. Or, I firmly believe it. 30s. Him and Peter. And if so, 30s. he's living his life. It's true. I'm, I'm not going to hate on that. But. It's well, the whole thing was very disturbing to me, mm. and it's very worrying that like Tinder is not a real place. Like it's, I just think people just you can be anything you want to be online. Like tomorrow, mm. if I want to set up a profile of a sixty-five-year-old white woman who lives in the suburbs, maybe they live in like Surbiton, or I might live in Surbiton in my house. I'm single. Have I lost my husband at twenty-three? I've been single ever since. You know. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking for a companion. I'm looking for a younger man to look after me, you know, maybe give me some physical intimacy, you know, and maybe I might drop a couple hundred pound here and then. He might think I've got money and it's like, oh, babe, you know, I've got this bill to pay or my insurance hasn't mm. paid. Could you, if I wanted to, mm. you know, I could be a, a, a um, you know. Why do I see the cogs ticking already? <laughs> do you know what I, I mean I've, I've been on dating sites in the past you know I think I, I think one day I'll share my full chronicles on an episode if we ever decide to go down yeah down, down that route but yeah there's definitely a couple fake cat like there's proper catfishes and they yeah. really don't think twice about it they really have why are you why is the picture you're well, I'm sure I've said this an episode before but this guy was using pictures of I guess a semi-professional football player they look quite normal right but yeah all the pictures were like him in his kit 
him kicking a yeah. ball. And then one day it was like, oh, like oh, how you because I was at work and I had the app, so it's like, oh, how are you doing? I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm good, I'm busy. And he was like, I was like, what are you doing? I was like, he's like, I'm not training today, I'm at home. I said, Oh, cool, you're at home, okay, that's nice. I was like, he's like, I'm in the kitchen making something. I said, right. I said, What are you making? He said, You want me to send you a picture? Oh god. I was at my <laughs> I was at my desk. I dropped my phone in shock. Why? I mean, at least the appendage matched the race. You know, like it was this, like. Oh, okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at least I knew that you know he was yeah. that. <laughs> but you're sending me this appendage photo, no face. Oh, was that by? Yeah, bye. yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I was I was so shocked. I swear it was like eleven thirty oh, in the morning. No. That is hilarious. Yeah, that's quite early still. You know, that is very very early. <laughs> that is very, and I definitely think that's something that we'll have to kind of like explore. Maybe we'll like you know, Tinder dating we'll uh, chronicles. That would be awesome. We'll come back. To Tinder Swindler, Tinder chronicles. Tinder, that could yeah. be very good. We need very to come good. Back to that. But yeah, I don't think I'd have the the. I don't even. I, I don't even have the credit. So best of luck asking me for the money. Yeah. Oh. I couldn't even yeah. get for you. Best I can raise yeah. for you is fifty pounds and a hug. Hope you're able to. This is find it. Your Hope you're out. okay. Yeah. yeah. Remember, call the police. Toodles. Awesome. Well, um, Wigs and Satchets, that brings us to another end of Tales uh, from the Timeline. Mm -hmm. We hope you enjoyed uh, this episode. Um, We will be back uh, very shortly. We've been uh, getting quite creative yesterday scoping out lots of seasons we might have three seasons ready to rock and roll um but you'll see us around very soon but until then take care stay safe and speak soon bye bye take care bye